Good evening, listeners, and welcome to another Power Hour from your friends here at KWZD. We've got a fun show for you today, jam-packed with some interesting information. We have Curtis Wagner, who's visiting another lunch counter and has lunch codes for us today. Uh, Jean Greer is back from her sabbatical and out on a walkabout today. We're going to take a walk with Jean Greer and see what he's found out on the, the road and various paths around the country. And we've got uh, Norman Sims with the Starboy. Uh, and it's going to be a great show today. So stay tuned. Today's episode of the Power Hour. This is KWZD. Remember, KWZD is member support and made possible for members like you. Subscribe today and get a free tote every other week. For each week you're subscribed. Starting subscriptions begin at $76 for the daily, and there is a nighttime edition. This is KWZD. Up next is the lunch codes. Lunch codes, and you know, everybody, you, you know that Valentine's Day is uh, it's a tough time of the year for me, and I don't feel like cooking, so I'm going out to eat. Big surprise! Where I'm going though is is uh, it's an actual phenom right now happening. We have the kitchen sink, and what you do is you bring your own ingredients. You do half the work; they do the rest of it. You bring your ingredients, you hand it to these brilliant chefs, and they concoct a masterful meal for your mouth holes. Let's get into it. Let's go. Let's see what's happening. We have uh, on the show, we got the head chef, we got some customers, and we got uh, food. Great food. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Let's go. I'm here. I'm in the restaurant. There's, there's a lot of people. They've gotten some uh, very interesting meals here. We have, we have, looks like a, uh, like a, like a, a butternut squash and, and, and uh, caviar soup. And, and we and we have we have a potato skin sandwich here. Um, oh, here's a guy. Here's a guy that I met five minutes ago uh, when I walked in. Um, his, his name is is Mike. Mike. Oh, hey. Hey, hey Curtis. How's it going? So how'd you hear about uh, the kitchen sink? Oh man. What brought you here? I I read about it on Reddit. Yeah. yeah, of course. Read it. It was a. Uh, it was trending for a little while. Uh, it was. It got. It yeah. almost got to the front page. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so what did you what did you bring to the table? Um, 
So, I just brought in, like, these random groceries that I got, because, uh-huh. you know, I just I just moved out, you know, and, you know, starting college and everything. Uh, right, right, of course. I don't know how to shop. I don't know how to cook. I'm, I'm yeah. way in over my head. Hey, that's what they're here for. Yeah, and, you know, it's been very helpful. So, I, I just buy, like, you know, boxes of, like, mac and cheese and, like, some frozen stuff. Yeah. And, you know, like... I'll grab some fresh veggies too. You may they can mix it up for me or yeah, something. Yeah, it looks and like they got like a a mac and cheese uh, taquito risotto right here. Yeah, is that what that yeah. is? Um, it is, and yeah. oh, it's so good. I I can never pull this off. You know, like oh, yeah, and that's the beauty. The best thing is I rent a fridge here, so. I just oh, buy those groceries. You just rent the fridge. Yeah, and I bring them the food now, and dude, I just I just come in and I tell them what I want. Yeah, I just want food. Like, hey, I need breakfast or I need lunch, and they'll make me something out of the stuff that I have. Oh, that's fantastic! Well, beautiful business model. Thank you, Mike. I'm gonna get moving. And uh, right now we have we have a, a server, uh, Joe. Uh, hello. Hello there. Hi. Joe. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, you've heard the show. I've heard the show. I'm a huge lunch, fan. Lunch code. So, what I what I want to hear from you is what's your story? Where did you come from? How'd you end up at the kitchen sink? And uh, let's just start there. Well, the kitchen sink was uh, was really a, a lot of people in the food industry coming together. Is we found that. Some members of staff at restaurants didn't know quite how to cook. Others did, obviously. So they just kind of collaborate, bring groceries to the restaurant. Eventually, a few of the cooks were like, hey, let's just do this as, as the business. There's a lot of people out there who buy food and don't know what to do with it. And that's kind of, I've been here since the start. I've told a lot of friends about it. I did a lot of footwork, literal footwork at grocery stores, handing out pamphlets. Uh, Saying, talking to people, saying, "Hey, uh, what do you have in your grocery bag?" And like, a uh, lot of food. I just spent a lot of money. And like, well, what are you gonna make with that? Like, I have no idea. I'm probably gonna throw most of it away. I'm like, well, you don't need to do that. Just simply bring some of your leftovers here to the kitchen sink. We'll put it all to use. And it's just fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's almost like every day here is like an episode of Chopped, because you know, as, as people are coming in with a jar of mayonnaise, um, some pickle juice. Yesterday's rump roast and some collard greens, and the chefs just have to figure out how to make it work. Is it always fantastic? Not necessarily, but they're doing the best of what they got, and we're only as good as our customers. Speaking of which, I know you've had to run a lot of strange things back to the kitchen from the table. What would you say is the the oddest, the most out of left field set of ingredients that you've had to you've had to hand to the chefs oh man this happened just last week is uh is one of our big things is we advocate leftovers bring in leftovers bring in bring in fresh ingredients you have you know maybe you have a failure of a dish that didn't quite go this man brought in melted ice cream burnt lasagna and a chewed football in and expected us to make a delicious meal out of it wow is at first we said Sir, that's a football. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, last I checked, called pigskin. And we had, and the chefs, like, that's an acceptable 
argument here. And so yeah. the chef made this incredible uh, chicharron out of the football. Uh, it was a, a, this incredibly decadent sauce from the ice cream, and, and the burnt lasagna got reduced down and reverse engineered into a lovely uh, farrell. And it, it was just, it, the, it, it was a symphony of flavors. Does it end up working? Um, so, you know, it's one of our success stories. Sometimes the strangest things make the most delicious meals. Amazing. Thank you for talking to me, Joe. Now let's move on. I got backstage passes to the kitchen where we're going to talk to the, the head chef, Matt. Matt, Matt, how's it going? Oh, it's, it's great. It's great. So I, I I brought in I brought in some ingredients. Uh, I'm gonna I want you to walk me through the process of what, what you're gonna do. Right. See I got I got the jar of the jet puff. Jet puff. I got I got some half eaten chicken wings. Half eaten chicken wings. And I I, I have um, they were about to go bad and I, I didn't want them to go go to waste. I got some uh, baby bok choy. All right, so half eaten chicken wings and bok choy. That's it's a pretty straightforward uh, basket, I've got to say, compared to, to most. Uh, first off, we didn't have to argue with any of these ingredients. It's it's one thing that's it's, it's policy, that if you could argue well enough for your item, we will then cook and prepare it for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so, with the bok choy, it's, it's fairly simple. You, you could turn that into a garnish, you could turn that into a wrapping, or, in this case, we're going to just chop that up, and we're gonna mix it into the sauce. All right, it's gonna give it a nice bitter flavor, and it's 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 gonna just 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 have that 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 extra bit of greens to it. And then uh, for the jet puff, now a lot of times you see a jar of it, you can make it into a sauce, you can put it straight onto the the, the plate. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna take these, we're gonna pull out all of the meat of the chicken wings we've got, we're going to mix that up, and we're going to turn it into a loaf that we're going to then bake, slice, Whoa. and sauce Whoa. onto your plate. Okay. It's, it's, okay. it's going to be it's, it's going to be quite delicious, actually. Let's, let's get started on that. All right, let's go. Whoa. Whoa, 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 folks. Uh, you know, I do a little bit of time jump, and I, I got the meal, and it was immaculate, inventive, imaginative, and and, and truly ingenuitive. And I would recommend to everyone, if you got some food, you don't know what to do, bring it onto the kitchen sink and they will hook you right up. So you got the codes, keep them locked, and keep listening to KWZ. Today, in the news, authorities found a basement full of bodies after investigating a suspected serial killer in Vermont. They were able to enter the house because the door was missing, though the windows boarded. The suspect had already fled before their arrival. 
The re-return of the Renaissance reminded Ricardo Remy of a righteous remedy repenting the rapid release of ruptured, rivering ripples right to Rory Wright in Wrangler, Rikopistan. Really? A recently popular restaurant, The Kitchen Sink, is the defendant of a class-action lawsuit due to consistent salmonella outbreaks and failure to comply with FDA requirements since patrons bring in their own ingredients. If you're a victim of foodborne illness from The Kitchen Sink, call Ronald Smith at 1-800-LAW-SUIT. And that's the news. Listeners, and uh, let's go for a walk. Today we're we're gonna visit this desert that had recently been brought a a great bevy of rain. It turned into this beautiful marshland before us, and there's just a, an abundance of wildlife, just ripe and and able to survive in this climate it's it's wonderful and remarkable and we're gonna we're gonna explore it through so i see a, a fellow over there just just hanging out with his his little it seems like a crocodile that he's got with him and it's come on, come on you're home now you're home um sir I, I'd like to Hi there. discuss with you a little bit about the, the surroundings to us here. Go on, get! Now, uh, I, I, I see that uh, this this once dry, arid wasteland is, is now just a cornucopia of life. Yep. With, with the, the bringing of the rains. I've been here uh, 27 years. And it's been desert my whole life, and it's just real exciting to see us all adapting to a marshland. Yeah, it, it does quite appear as a marshland in this desert. Uh, it's, been, it's, it's exciting. I grew up in the marshes, grew up grew up out near, near swamps and the bogs, and I miss it. so glad it finally came follow me out here. That's why... I, I gotta reintroduce the animals, the right animals. Gotta have the right animals for that proper marshland. So, so you're telling me these animals did not follow the rains? They were were introduced? No, 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 no. Much too far for a simple alligator walk. Much, much too far. I had to ship in these fellas. So I had my alligator man back home. And, uh, I called him up and said, hey, I'm Shelby. You need, call, you need me a couple of alligators. You got some spare gators? Be like, oh, hook you right up with alligators. And so I've been bringing alligators, frogs, and all sorts of amphibious flora and fauna that should be found in the marshlands. And you're not concerned that when these rains dry up and the climate returns to a desert, that these animals will be out of their adaptive areas and might die? Yeah. Okay, I'm. We are marsh land, now. Okay. We but... don't go from desert into a bog. Do you know what a bog is? B O A W G bog. 
I am aware of that, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. You I... know what you find in bogs? Gators. Got some gators and got some different flora and some vines. I'll get me a fan boat shipped in next week. Shoot. You don't find so, no 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 boat like that out in the desert. We a bog, son. That that does appear to be the case. Yes, I'm I, I'm sorry. I I've never been in a desert become a marshland. Thank damn right, damn it! Don't go on, go on to your bog. It it was wonderful um to to discuss this this surroundings with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'll just I'm, be tending to my gators if you need me. I'm gonna carry on. Thank you. Alright, so it appears the locals here might believe that this this desert will remain a marshland where history has shown that's not true. I'm really hoping that I could meet a local who's a little bit more sound of mind, but until then, it is quite remarkable how many animals were brought into this desert. I'm seeing dozens of, of large alpha status crocodiles around. I'm seeing just just hordes of frogs. It's it's remarkable. Oh, I see a man over here. Uh, he's he's standing up and for, full clear of the water. Uh, I'm gonna go see what's going on with him. Hey, sir. I see. Yeah, I yeah, see you're so, avoiding hello. the water. Yeah. Yes, um, I am. Yeah, I. Hello, my name is Curtis Wagner, and I, I, I do not like, look, you see, the, the rain here is very unnatural, so I, I, what I do is I avoid the water and I yell up at the sky, I yell at the clouds to, to stop them from, the, from their raining, to I, cease the water that drips from the sky. And I see you're currently unsuccessful in that it is indeed. So yes, great. but I will continue my venture. They will not know an end to my wrath. Shall you clouds? Uh, th- they thank will you not. For, thank you for your I time, promise. sir. All right. Um, Fight me, you cowards! I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling very safe. I'm, I'm going to make a detour here into this hospital and see if anything's amiss. Um. Can I can I speak to a doctor? Does anyone have just someone I could talk to about what's going on here? I'm Doctor R. Finkel. Ah, uh, yes, sir, sir. Um, what what? I'd like to know what's going on in this town. This the rains have seemed to have brought mm-hmm. quite a bit out of your locals. Oh yes, um, a few of them gone a little uh, psychotic, if you will. Um, is is the sight of rain in a desert like this really that out of the normal? Yes, for this amount of rain that we have received. Normally we get a rain and it puddles up and the sun comes back out and it dries up. You know, we get very minimal. Uh, we are a desert, so we're under, you know, like a couple of inches of rain every year. That's but this... this... This has been, what, 80, eight? 80 inches. Most 80. of it is sunken into the ground. We've filled that reserve, and now it's just pooling and sitting on top so of the dirt. This, this amount of rain actually might change the, the ecology of the lands entirely? 
Yes and no. So it is a temporary state. We predict that it is going to go away in uh, three years. So this has brought in a lot of scientists to the area. Uh, they have uh, they've flocked here in order to see the temporary change of uh, an ecosystem and see how that affects ecosystems around it. Because we now have people bringing in alligators and frogs, and this is messing with the whole, you know, ecosystem as it were. But it will revert back to that. That's, that's, that's wonderful. I, I have to put in my calendar. Three years from now, I'm a, I'm gonna come back and see the reemergence of the desert. It's, it's it exciting. We predict maybe some oasis will still exist out there in the desert and these gators and frogs will exist too so we will see the the changes that occur that's exciting well thank you for your time sir oh, thank you it's a pleasure and i love kwzd oh thank you thank you it's 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 because of you we do this i have several totes thank you it's wonderful so this Desert truly has become a marshland. It's it's wonderful from the ecosystem to the weather to even the locals themselves have become bog people, it seems. And I look forward to returning here when the desert reemerges and, and we see that complete shift in ecosystem. So keep listening, listeners, so that you could say... I took a walk with you This is KWZ. Uh, KWZ is made possible with sponsors like you. And this week's sponsor is The Greatest Show on Earth? Coming to a town near you. It's known simply as The Greatest Show on Earth. Led by uh, an eclectic group of artists who have kept their show tightly, tightly under wraps. Some calling it the industry's greatest and biggest secret and most exciting. It has been hyped only as the greatest show on earth with a collection of several artists, some musical, some visual, some video, some purely hypothetical. So you'll just have to buy a ticket to find out exactly what the greatest show on earth is. And find them, find tickets for that on kwz.com. And while you're there, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and select the denomination in which you'd like to subscribe to uh, donations. This is KWZD. Coming up next is Star. Hello KWZD listeners, this is Norman Sims. I am your Starboy, and tonight we explore sex robots and their uh, great emergence into society. Um, there have been various types of sex dolls before, but now we are seeing the automated process of 
orifices and uh, stimulation. Today, I'm talking with some experts in the field. We have Jacob Dolly, a computer engineer at Robnet Robotics. Hello, Jacob. Oh, hello there. I, uh, I'm glad to be here talking about my uh, new product. Uh, it's called the, 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 uh, the Sex Vixen 95000. And, uh, wow. Yeah, see, uh, we programmed... We programmed her with all of the realistic functions uh, of a woman in heat, uh, if you will. Okay. And, uh, you know, we've done extensive testing, and, uh, you know, we really feel like we've created a uh, superior product to all the competition. And, uh, mm. um, you know, it's been being touted today as the most advanced sex robot of all time. And uh, what it does is it actually learns about the um, <clears throat> user, if you will, um, and learns all of his uh, his his habits, his um, uh, particularities, um, interests, uh, internet browsing history. Um, wow. Um, you know, internet shopping history purchases. And it really dives um, into all that information and yeah, um, and utilizes all of it. And yeah, and not only just like the browsing history, but how long it's spent on each each site, mm -hmm. um, how how long he spends in the bathroom, how how much he sleeps, how like everything um, factors in, and we it it then learns how to cater in uh, experience. Uh, to his particular uh, needs. Yes. And you've helped yeah. program all of this. At oh, yes, I did, definitely. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, I'm very passionate about uh, pa passionate about this project, and uh, you know, I really hope we, you know, change the world. Yeah, I I think you already are, and it's uh, wonderful. Because to be honest with you, I, I feel like the uh, human race is overpopulating the earth, and we need to stop reproduction Oof. from happening. And, and and if we uh, if we succeed uh, in creating these sex robots, we will have uh, significantly fewer pregnancies and fewer births. That is a a, a side of it I, I haven't seen before. Um, but I think uh, our other guest, Akasuki. Chichiru, a tech reviewer, um, have you heard of this side of the debate where we are overpopulated and sex robots could be saving humanity? First of all, I want to say what's up, everybody. Hit me up at BuzzFeed, at AKA Reviews. All right, real quick, though. When they told me about a sex robot, I really didn't think about the implications it would have on the populations. Like, when they came into the office talking about a, reviewing a sex robot, I mean, really, all I thought was, damn, I'm a lonely dude. I could really, like, I really got to get on that. Hashtag hand strength. Hashtag lonely dude. So I really had to get on, like, get on that. That's that's crazy. You know, I didn't even think about the ramifications it could have on population growth. 
Well, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, you know, we're taking a holistic approach to um, society, nature, sexual health, and uh, uh, pleasure and eugenics. So uh, we we really uh, aim to you know, make everything together and to that uh, sexual really health. Improves. I really can. Yeah, like, absolutely. Reviewing this thing is is blown my mind. Like I just I can't describe to you viewers like when they gave it to me. They said a AKA don't fall in love, you know, like they joke, but I love that robot. Yeah, yeah it's specifically designed but, to make you fall in love. Yeah, I, I love uh, that yeah. robot. So quickly, uh, Mr. Akasuki, um, what would you tell a viewers is the best models that are out there? The best models. Well, uh, I'm not a big man, so, you know, Hashtag small package, hashtag lonely dude. Um, so the the big boy 9000s, that was, that really made me feel special and really made me like the interact, like, oh, I like, it made me feel like a man, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely, it makes sense, yes. Well, thank you for talking to me. I'm Norman Sims, and you're listening to. KWZD. Thank you, listeners. Have a good night. And that's going to be a wrap on today's Power Hour presented by KWZD. Thank our hosts. Want to thank all of our guests, and I want to thank our sponsors. But most importantly, I want to thank you, members, for your continued support. Because of members like you, we stay on the air and we deliver this high-quality programming to you on a fairly regular basis. To keep that going. Become a member today. Receive totes at any subscription level you like, whether it be monthly, weekly, or even daily. Tote bag options are available. Hourly, given your donation size, and if you wish. That's going to be a wrap. This is KWZD.